No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. Today, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. We are live here on this beautiful Saturday. And if you want to join the show, all you have to do is pick up the phone, 615-737-9986, taking your calls live. Maybe you're thinking about taxes. You've probably heard me on either here or even on News Channel 5 talking about the the August 2nd date, which is Monday for anyone that lives in most of the surrounding counties, Williamson, uh, Murray, um, Davidson, all of these counties would have been on a federal extension, which means that if for some reason you did not file an extension back in April, or you did, but you owe money, um, now would be the time to make sure that payment is posted by Monday. So that way you may find that your penalties and interest will be quite a bit lower than what you would have had if you wait till October at this point. So think about that. So that way you have something um, to possibly save. And uh, you probably heard, but uh, they did not extend the the, the extension for landlords, uh, for I should say renters actually. So now landlords will be able to start um, doing um, evictions, which I'm I'm sure there's people on both sides of that table. But being a landlord and people, you know, having to have people live in your home without paying rent or getting very minimal amounts from the government, not to offset your own mortgage. So many landlords at this moment have had to put their home mortgages on hold, which means they're not moving forward. And in some cases, the banks have actually um, caused, you know, because the money's in the landlord's name, not the renter's name, that house could become jeopardized for that. So I think that was a good move. But um, so if you have renters that are not paying, and I have been extremely blessed, um, then I would suggest getting out there as soon as possible, because they may change that rule again. But for the next six weeks, since they're not in um, office, I would say that you have time to, to make sure that your, um, you know, your renters are actually paying rent. All right. So, um, if you've got questions, if you've got, again, we have taxes and we've had quite a few tax laws that have changed in the last year. We had the American rescue plan act and the consolidated appropriations act of 2021. Um, and those are both under Biden and many of them have, temporary um, situations that will only affect the year of 2021. One of the biggest ones, because I know come July, or you know, where you guys all received, or many of you that have children would have received your first installment for the child tax credit or the dependent care credit. And that is just for most people, that is a temporary situation. That is not something that's on the books to continue from year to year. This is a uh, one time for the year of 2021, where you're going to have that kind of situation. But they did um, make some moves in that. And they also have done some increases in IRAs. For example, you can go 7,000 if you're over the age of 50, 6,000 if you're under. Um, Many of the individuals working with 
these different tax codes, even being able to affect um, some of the standard deductions, obviously increasing. So for head of household, for example, in 2021, it went to 18.8. Um, so single uh, individuals obviously increased as well. So if you've got a question, you can join the show 615-737-9986. And let's hit Sue and Franklin. Hey, Sue, what's happening? Hey, Dr. Friday, how you doing? I am awesome. How about yourself? I'm good. Calling on behalf of a family member who with uh, another parent shares legally, according to a parenting plan, 50-50 dependent status with the child. They share 50-50. So with this new stimulus that's coming through that, from what I understand, over the next two years will total $3,600 per dependent, the other parent has already started receiving that automatic deposit for the monthly incremental payments mm-hmm. that are coming out. There's no answer at the IRS. It seems like um, how, how does this other parent go about making sure that he or she receives 50% of what's being sent out? Well, child credits um, in themselves will only go to one household a child is only living theoretically from the irs not from the tax courts because i know everyone or many people have a 50 50 but in the case of where's the child spending 50 percent or 50 plus one day of its time it may be actually going back and forth actually for 50 50 in those cases who's claiming that child on the tax return they both can't so it's either every other year or yeah there's you know, so whose year is 2021? Because that's the one that's going to get the additional. That tax law does not extend past 2021 for the extension and the increase. That's what my next question was. So the the key year is 2021 or was it yes. 2020? It's 2021. So what will happen is the parent that received the money, but if the child is not on their tax return, and this is where it's going to get really sticky because... Anyone that claimed the child in 2020 is how they're getting the information to put it. And I have. That's right. And that's the person who received it. Right. And I have a lot of clients that automatically every other year, even year you get it, odd years I get it. And so when they file the tax return and there is no child, that is going to be a, it's going to be money you owe to the IRS. It's not like stimulus money. And if they give you money in advance, oh, well, there's really no tax law that says they can't. This is a child credit, which means you have to legitimately have a child. If you don't have a child on the 2021 tax year, you need to go ahead and either give that money to the parent that is going to claim that child and or turn it off by going to irs.gov and going through the process. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had probably more phone calls than I like to say as far as it's not as simple to turn off as people like to think. Um, The government thinks they've made it pretty easy, but getting through the identity um, theft and all that situation they have on the website is not that simple. So my suggestion is if you are one of those people like this gentleman or, or this couple that have it, they either need to be giving the money to the other person or they need to be saving it so they can give it back to the IRS because that couple or the, you know, the, the, the person that's going to claim the child in 2021 is going to claim they never received any of that money and they're going to get mm-hmm. all 3600 or 25 whatever, you know, depending on the age of the children, they're going to get 100% of the credit on that tax return. 
but be and prepared, that is for you know. 2021. That's correct. Whoever has okay. the child on the tax return in 2021 is going to get the money at the end of the year. And the person that's receiving it, if they do not have that child, the government is going to come back against them. Again, in stimulus, okay. a lot of times people will say, well, I have an 18 year old, but they already, they gave me the 1400 or they did this or they did that, whatever the government really doesn't have any recourse. So if you got paid too much money or you received checks that were not necessarily properly done at this moment, there's nothing on the books that the IRS can do, but child credit is a legitimate tax credit on the thing and they will have collection rights. So if the money that's being doled out on a monthly basis now, are you saying that that's kind of like a, a prepayment towards That's exactly what or, it is. It's six months prepayment uh, okay. for the credit. They're giving people okay. six months or half of the 3600 or the, I think it's 2500 if they're over the age of six. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but there's two. Okay. I know it's $300 for children under and 250 for children over the age of six. So, um, so if that the person be- who claims the child in 2020 has been receiving this money, it's really not going to make a difference. They're going to have to settle up with the IRS when they file Absolutely. their 21 tax. Absolutely. Okay. And the person that's legitimately allowed to claim that child, this is where it's going to get tricky to a point because there is forms that should be signed. I mean, again, you have tax documents or you have court documents that say, you know, I'm supposed to get the child. We have 50, 50 is the, does the document also say that every other year, you know, even your odd year that you have. Yes. Um, yes. The, okay. Good, because yeah. you may need that to prove that you're entitled to it, because there's okay. going to be a lot of fun in the next year um, going with this, because you are with my, you know, my family of clients, this is a going to be a somewhat typical situation that we're going to be taking on. And okay. nobody seems to be having it. So if I find out more information, I will share it on the, the radio. But right now, the IRS is not giving us any kind of ideas on either people that filed for stimulus because they said they never received it. They're getting letters back saying that the IRS is not giving them the stimulus and yet they still never received it. And this kind of situation where the wrong person is receiving child credit. Okay. We may be seeing you in the next nine months. <laughs> Thank no you. No worries, babe. I'll be there. Thank you. Get it. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill, what can I do for you, sweetie? Hey, um, in 17 or January of 18, we had, we were in a disaster. Our house was frozen. It was a mess. So we didn't file our 17 or 18 taxes, uh, because the documents were, it was just a mess. But anyway, I filed that 2018 taxes. How long should it take for the IRS to process and give me my refund? Did you file electronically or by paper? Well, it, because it's 18, you have to file by paper. No, we can e-file 18, 19, and 20 right now. Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I did not know that. And was the area that you had federally casual loss, or was it just storm damage on your area? I mean, was it a federal loss, or was it just a, something that happened to your house? My home insurance took care of it. It was a declared disaster, but okay. I... Good. I didn't get any help from FEMA or anything. I just took care of it on my own with the home insurance. And, uh, and you still had some additional know, losses because they didn't cover every little thing, obviously. I just wanted to make sure because the tax law changed in 2018 where it had to be a federal declared loss 
it used to be, you know, if we had a fire and our insurance didn't cover it, we could claim, you know, casualty loss, but now it's only for federally um, disaster areas. Answer your question. If you filed it by paper, it's going to take them at least right now. Um, and I don't know when you filed it, but it usually takes at least 90 to 180 days for, in my opinion, um, for a paper tax return to get posted and, and a letter at least to come to you and saying they're working on it, processing or whatever. If you file it electronically, how long will it take? Well, if you file electronically, then within at least 21 days, you would have confirmation that, and you could track it. You know I mean? With the IRS, you would have a document. You probably fa mailed it with a tracking, and it may say that they received it at the Memphis, Cincinnati, wherever you mailed it to. But the problem is it's sitting on someone's desk right now because they're already behind from the COVID period anyways. Right, right, right. So you're like behind um, all that, the paper returns from 2019 I, and 2020. I, I, I haven't filed the 18 yet. I did the 17 and I was preparing okay. to do yeah. the 18, but if I brought it to you and you electronically filed it, so then it would speed up the process significantly. It would speed up the process. Correct. I mean, whoever, if you, uh, you know, and you may be able to, I mean, right. if you did them by paper, but either way, yes, we could help you out with that with, without a problem, but that would be my suggestion. Again, 17, we couldn't have filed. It would have had to be done by paper, but 18, 19 and 20 can still be e-filed. Yeah, I'm due a hefty return refund. Yeah, and don't be prepared. In the, I mean, in the, yeah, I, I, I made like. Uh, is there a limit on how much you can donate, like to a church? It can't be more than fifty, or let's just say fifty percent of your actual income, and then it will roll over to the next year. Okay, I may let you file the eighteen for me then. Okay, I'll well we'll take a look at them. If we're putting them in, my name will be on them, so I'll make sure that they're at least right. <laughs> Thank you so much. No worries, mate. Thanks. Bye. Okay. God bless let's you and hit, have a great week. Right. You too. Let's hit Scott real quick. Hello hey, there. Scott, what's happening? Hey. Hey, hey, quick question for you. So the uh, child tax credit that we're getting in advance uh, two callers ago, what you all were talking about. Uh -huh. So basically uh, there's interest on that if you want to look at it that way because that's going to be that much less then um so if we would normally get two thousand dollars back then we're going to get probably 1800 it's going to it's going to take some away from that correct well, when you file. to a point last year we only had two thousand per child in the year of 2020 they increased it so if you have a six year uh, a child five years or younger they're going to give you 3600 so they increased it by 1600 dollars. so it's not going to be a total wipeout and the children over through the age of 17 which used to be only through the age of 16, they're going to give you 3,000. So you're going to get an additional thousand on that one. So theoretically you will get a little bit. It's not quite as simple as that because they did increase the numbers as well. Yeah. So it's not, so it's not exactly like the $1,400 stimulus no. and then gas goes up by 60%. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the stimulus yeah. covered the extra yeah, gas exactly. money, didn't it? No, that you're hundred percent correct. <laughs> that is true. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, I didn't know about right. the increase, but I'll no thank problem. you very much. Thank Bye. you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can hit more of your phone calls, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty, we are 
here live in studio and the number if you want to join us is 615-737-9986 and just to reiterate for all of you that may um hopefully i haven't confused but there was an increase in the child tax credit um, that was part of the american rescue plan act uh, that was put in effect in 2021 and what it did is as of july 2021 they started giving out payments if you have a child that is under the age of six and here i had a text come in earlier today because one of my clients said that i didn't get as much as i was supposed to because if the child is five right now but will change to the age of six by december 31st 2021 you will only be receiving the 250 dollars if the child is five right now and they already had their birthday then they will be receiving the 300 so any child that is by december 31st under the age of six will get $300 all children from six to 17. And that is through the age of 17 will be getting $250. They've also made this a fully refundable for people in the lower income tax bracket. So just, you know, I think with most of my clients and if you're listening and you are receiving the gentleman that was the um, Scott that called, I think part of what he was, what, uh, what I was in taking from that at least was be, I mean, beware that you're getting money in advance. Yes, they increased it. So you have young children under the age of, of six, you're going to be getting an extra $1,600, almost doubling what we were receiving in the year of 2020, but you're getting it in advance. So if you've used up when you get your taxes done and you don't um, normally get a large refund because the tax credits pay for you, you may not have as much available when the time comes. So for many of my clients, especially the people that are self-employed entrepreneurs, let's be honest, most of the time we are writing checks no matter what at the end of every year, especially if we are doing better and better each year, take this, this money, set it aside in your tax account in that way, because you weren't prepared for it anyways. We weren't taking that money on a normal basis to take care of household bills. If you're having a hard time, this will be a very helpful situation, and I'm sure that will they'll make things better for you. I mean, I have people with two and three kids, so they're getting you know $800 to $1,000 a month from the government in additional child tax credit, so that would be, I'm um, sure, helpful. Um, all right, so then we're also, um, earlier when I first started the show, we were talking talking about for 2021, the um, standard deduction will be as follows, $25,100 for married, filing jointly, $12,550 for single filers and eighteen eight dollars for head of household. The reason we need to know that is if we ever want to itemize and it's getting harder and harder, especially for married couples, because you got to have more than $25,100. And I have a lot of clients that are extremely great givers uh, to charity and things like that. So they may be able to itemize, but um, not every single time. Also, there was a charitable deduction in the year of 2020 for an additional $300 as of right now that has not been extended into the 2021 tax year. So just keep that um, in case you have something you're working on. And of course, we try, I'm going to try to run through some of the things that I get asked about divorce, um, the tax act again. So if your divorce was executed after December 31st, 2018, so bottom line, anyone that got divorced after the year of 
of or starting in the year of 2019 moving forward um, alimony was no longer taxable so it kind of changed the game on how we divide properties and how much money's being paid out since sometimes the higher income individual will have to deal with uh, the taxes so um, I had someone call me and they were divorced back in 2016 and she's like I heard people weren't paying tax on alimony and I'm like yeah, but you're a few years early on that one. So it can't, you know, you can't divorce someone twice. You can't change the rules. So it was something that, um, that you, you know, obviously you are or not a part of that situation. Another thing you want to definitely look at a little bit is, um, right now we have a lot of people selling real estate. I mean, I've got people that are moving back in with family members because their houses are worth so much money and they're wanting to sell them while they have the equity in them. And um, so I want to share the good news. The good news is if this is your primary home, you've lived in it uh, two out of the last five years and you haven't taken the exclusion in the last two years, then you will have the exclusion for a single person, 250000 and a married couple of 500000 above what you paid for a home. So if you sell your primary home right now, and let's say you paid 300,000 for it, but right now you're going to get 700,000. That $400,000 is tax-free money. And you do not have to reinvest it into another piece of real estate. Um, uh, there, there was a law many, many years ago where um, you had to reinvest within 24 months um, to, to keep the money being tax-free. That is not the books. So just uh, for those, if you're selling rental homes though, um, this is a different situation. So if you're selling a rental home and, um, you are making a gain, it is going to be taxable. Okay. So, and you also have recapture at ordinary income tax depreciation. So you'll have long-term in many cases, unless the rental is only for a few months, in most cases, you'll have long-term capital gains for the difference between what you paid for the house and what you sold it for. And then you'll have ordinary income tax on the amount of the home you depreciated over the years it was a rental. Um, you, you need to make sure, unless you're gonna do what's called a 1031 exchange, and this is only, like, only available for investment property. You cannot do a 1031 exchange on your primary home. But you can, if you have a rental real estate and you decide you want to sell it, you can go and buy like-kind property, which would mean rental or investment property for investment property. So in theory, you could buy an apartment complex, you can buy a farm, you can buy several different things, as long as it stays as investment property and does not turn into your primary home. Um you can defer the taxes. And right now with the large amount of capital gains coming around, it's something you might want to consider. Because I think with the, the fact that there's going to be um, quite a number of people going through um, either evictions or um, either way, either losing their home to the bank or having to move out because the landlord has been um, carrying them for a while, those properties may then become available. And I think interest rates are also going to go up. So these are things we have to consider. And I had a, I actually had a, a real estate person that I, um, 
he's, he's an awesome guy. He does a lot of real estate and he brought up a good point. Cause I'm always like, well, we really don't want to sell now or bottom lines. You want to sell now, but not buy now. And he's always buying no matter what. And the one thing he brought up, which I hadn't really taken into account. So for all of you, or many of you that are in that situation that you want to buy or sell is the fact that interest rates are so low, right? So when I purchased my home back in the, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, I think I was paying 7% interest and now, of course, we're paying three, three and a half percent interest. So he's like, well, if you consider that you could buy a, you know, what you paid 300,000 20 years ago, you could buy for 400,000 and still pay less money on that scenario because of the compound interest. So that was an interesting situation, I thought. Um, but let's go ahead and hit Joe real quick before the break. Hey, Joe. Yes. Uh, 1031 exchange. Yep. I've got a piece of property that I bought over 10 years ago. And I just never got the money together to get it in shape to rent. And uh, I've, you know, just been paying the taxes and so forth on it. And so, so now I figure it's probably worth about four or five hundred thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. I may be making three or four hundred thousand right. dollars. And I'd like to buy some property out in the country and have a house on it to rent. Well, yes, why perfect. Can't, why can't I live buy build me a house on that piece of property and live on it? Well, you can't can live I? on anything that's an investment property, okay? So right. theoretically, I mean, that's just the rule of the 1031. It has how long, to how long does it have to remain an investment property before you can do something with it? That's a great question, and I'm not an attorney, but I think I heard someone say that whenever you turn it into your primary, at that time, you have to turn around and pay the taxes because uh-huh. it's moved out of the investment arena and became part of your primary, which then would fall under the other exclusion, Right. So right. you could, you know, you could do that, or you may split the property and have a rental on part of it and only have to deal with part of it for the 1031 exclusion. Yeah. I mean, because I could still be, renting the, still be renting the house on the piece of property also. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so not all of it would maybe would have to be recaptured or, or you know, yeah. taken out of the 1031. And maybe that you could have a rental on it and, and a big piece and then build yourself a piece, you know, and have a primary on it as well. It's possibilities. I'm saying. Sounds like I need to get some kind of public, some com, some kind of uh, publication on that to really. Get yes, skin and if you call my office on Monday, I'd be more than glad to give you an attorney that is awesome at it as well. Um, but uh, that's their expertise. All I know is I can avoid taxes, so that's what I like about it in the most circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Appreciate Thank your time. You, boss. Thanks. All right, let's take our second break here. We get back, we can hit more of your phone calls at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. And we'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. live in studio so if you want to join us it's easy to do all you have to do is pick up the phone 615-737-9986 is the number here in the studio and you can reach and join us on the radio if you choose to that would be the easy way to get to the free consulting or quick question you might have as far as um, asking or getting what you need to do as far as those questions all that being said 
we are taking your calls. I do want to put a, a holler out to individuals that did have the PPP. I had a couple people early last week or actually late last week, Friday, and, um, that called because their banks were notifying them that they were going to have to start making payments. Remember, PPP loan is supposed to be forgiven, assuming that you did what you're supposed to do with the money. So if you haven't done that, please jump aboard, make that happen because you really do need to do that. Um, so that you have the ability to make sure that you have free money because no one wants to have to pay back money that you weren't planning on paying back in the first place um, to make it happen. So anyways, if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Let's go to Ann in Springfield. Hello, Ann, what can I do for you? Yes, I sent you an email, but I never heard anything back. I, I need. Sorry. I have a friend who is asking me about the child advanced child tax credit. Now, I have read it, and the best to my explanation for her is that the advanced child tax credit, what they're receiving from the Recovery Act, is what they didn't get in 2020 no and they can either take it now or they can take it later no am i correct no you're not correct the tax credit was put into the tax act that biden signed into account uh, in 2021 and is a temporary extension of the tax credit by allowing families to claim credit regardless of their money uh, income levels. It increased the tax credit from 2000 to 3600 for children under the age of six, 2000 to 3000 for children under the or over the age of six. It is an eligible uh, advance payments are being made starting in July. It has nothing to do with the year of 2020 as far okay. as the child tax credit. Okay. All right. Um, then is there some new uh, uh, law, I guess, for a better lack of terms, um, that says they get anything extra from 2020? Well, I mean, the only thing in 2020 they would have gotten would have been the stimulus monies. And this is not stimulus, but they would have received stimulus right. back in, you know, early 20 and then in December or January of 2021 was the second. And right. then there was a third one in 20, but there is no other money for children and not, not under the tax law. There may be something outside of the tax law, but there's nothing for the year of 2020 uh, as far as child tax credits. Okay. I couldn't find anything and I kept yeah. trying to think about it. And I thought, well, maybe the recovery act was recovering 2020 but i didn't no. want to explain it to her until i talked to you because yeah. you're my no, go yeah so the american recovery act no it it's basically helping the economy recover and they also in in that particular one was also the 1400 dollars that everyone got in stimulus obviously so right. each individual has gotten over three thousand dollars that if you made the income that they allowed um, and then they had children, they've gotten additional money for those children. So there's been quite a bit, but no, that has nothing to do with the child tax credit. This is just a one year for the year of 2021 right now. Okay. So it's okay. just extra money for yep. the 2021. Okay. Yes. I got All it. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Let's Thank hit Teresa you. on line two. Hey, Teresa, what's happening? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm retired and on social security. 
and I need to uh, go back to work a little bit. So I'm wondering, what is the maximum that you can make uh, before you have to pay income tax um, on it, well, Social Security? So are you on early Social Security or are you no, over, no. is this a regular Social Security? Yes. Okay. So it basically has the provisional tax law. So they take half of your Social Security, whatever that is. And are you married or single? Single. Okay. And I'm trying to get a cheat sheet here. I believe it's like 32000 So half of your Social Security plus whatever you earn can be right around $32,000 for that dollar amount. And I'm looking to see if I can get you the exact because every year there's a cost of living. So, oh. you know, just whatever you're making, let's say you're making 20000 in Social Security, you would take 10 of that. And then you'd say, well, I can make around $20,000. Um, you know, yeah. and, and that way then you'd have that as the additional money you can earn on like a W-2. Oh, okay. Oh, all righty. I appreciate your help. Hey, no problem, Thank sweetheart. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Sure. Let's go to Frank on line three. Hey, Frank, what's happening? How are you doing, Doc? Uh, I talked to you last week about about the PVP. Uh, 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 I was approved for the PVP check. I was kind of bank, my bank, uh, right. I had an online you, banking and factory button. Yeah, I called them. And the number you called me, but the number you called me, actually, it was a different number. But I, I, tried, I managed to call the, the company that I went through. But then when I, I emailed them, because I can't call them, I emailed them, I emailed them, I have not gotten no response yet. And I called, I called the small business people. They just told me, okay, yeah, the, the, we, we're looking to it and so and so and that's about it. I have not gotten no response. So I was still wondering, if I still have to file for forgiveness on this on this money because I know the time is approaching, even though I've never received the money yet. Right. Um, again, outside my expertise, unfortunately, Frank, you've got to get a hold of someone that's handling the PPP and find out. Or, or I mean, normally it's handled by, like you say, Blue, whatever I think it was. Right. You got through something yeah. called yeah, Blue yeah, something. Yeah. You need Blue, to find. I, I, I call, yeah or a, whatever you need to find whoever it is and, and find someone you can I mean, just keep calling different numbers, Google it, whatever you need to do, because if they're sitting on it, they're the ones that had, they would be the ones processing the paperwork. SBA would not be the people to go to because they didn't okay. actually do the loans. They did them through the banks. Okay. Sorry. Right. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank All you. Right. All right. No problem. Let's hit Terry. Hey, Terry, what's happening, sweetheart? Yeah, uh, I'm on Social Security. I'm in my 70s, and uh, we have some money with uh, Edward Jones. And I was just wondering, you know, what would – can I take that out? Uh, it's all in cash, and I was wondering, could I take it out and put it in a checking account without paying taxes on it now? Well, if it's all in cash, if it's just sitting in a, a money market or a holding account there, then you've already paid tax to get it in there, or you've already done that. So to answer your question – as far as I know, yes, that's all. I mean, it can move from one bank account to another as long as they're not selling something to get it to you. Right. Okay. They're not. I yeah. Just, so then I you did, can just I, move yeah, it from TD Ameritrade checking to your Bank of America or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, it can be moved from whatever location you want. Yes, sir. As long as it's not also in an IRA, this is in a regular uh, fund, right? I mean, an after tax fund. If yeah, if it wasn't an IRA, what well, I mean. Uh, so then, like if you did an IRA, under... then then it would be a distribution, right? They would they would basically show that you took it out and and then you put it in your bank account, but you'll need to account for some taxes. 
Okay, even if I'm only making like uh, twenty thousand, what twenty four thousand a year, if that's yeah. all the income I have, otherwise, still have to pay Basically, taxes. Basically, they will always. I mean, as a married couple, you get the first twenty five thousand, couple hundred dollars free. Um, but if you're on Social Security and you have anything else, you're probably eating some of that up. There may be a little wiggle room there, but if you're, you know, I'm just being honest. If you take twenty or thirty grand out, you're probably going to get hit with some taxes. Okay, that's why I was wondering if I should take half of it out now and then half out next year, if that would make a difference. And if you want to give me a holler on Monday, um, your choice, or if you have a tax person, I can throw that information and give you a rough idea what would be a safe number to take out so we can keep it below, you know, the 10% or 5% or whatever and and see what you're thinking. A little hard to do it here, but, you know, that would be something to think about, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. No worries, mate. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to get ready to take our last break of the show. So if you've been sitting there thinking, oh, I've got a question, I got a question, I want to call, then you need to do it. 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, the number here in the studio. And after that, we will be off for the Saturday and you'll have to call me on Monday. So if you have questions about tax credit or maybe some other tax issue that's come along, or maybe you've got a friend or a family member that hasn't filed taxes in a number of years, which now we know they've left 3000 or some dollars on the table because they have never gotten the stimulus. Plus, you know, maybe some other credits and things that have happened. Besides, it's very hard to move forward in life if you're still always looking over your shoulder with Uncle Sam. There's ways for us to help as an enrolled agent to get you straightened out. So I can talk to you and help you with those. You can reach us again at 615-737-9986. And we'll be right back after this break. We are back here live in studio. And if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986. I want to correct something I had said a bit earlier for the uh, young lady that said she was going to go back to work and she was uh, on retirement at full age. The maximum provisional income, which is half of your social security is $25,000. So less than 25,000, you will pay zero tax, but you have to take half of your social security, add it to your income along with interest and anything else you have um, in there. And if it's under $25,000, it would be zero. 25 to 34 would be up to 50%. Anything over 34,000 would be 85%. And this is for single and head of household individuals. So one, I think I said around 30-ish, it is actually $25,000, which um, makes it difficult. So again, just uh, just a caveat there to make sure I'm leading you in the right direction. Didn't want you to um, go out there, get a job. And next thing you know, you are having to pay taxes. So if nothing else, be prepared because one of the hardest things I will tell you, I can't, uh, a lot of people, individuals will do things like you sell a house, you sell, or you convert a IRA. And normally your income is low enough where you're not really paying much or any uh, tax on your social security benefits, but boom, now you've made 35, 40, $45,000. And next thing you know, 50% or 85% of your social security has now become taxed. So instead of just making 40, you've now made almost 
70 because you've got half of 85% of your social security, which puts you in a different tax bracket. And sometimes it feels like dollar for dollar that you're paying tax on your social security at the same time you're paying tax on whatever it is that you may have sold for uh, capital gains or, or something else. So very, very um, be smart. You know, I mean, when it comes down to it, anytime you're going to do something like sell a piece of real estate, sell out or convert an IRA, um, my suggestion is call your tax person. I mean, if they're, if they're doing their job, they should be able to tell you in advance, what's it going to do to your tax return? Because my tax people know, I don't, I mean, I'll say, I don't even charge my clients because I don't want to be that tax person that turns around when I'm doing your taxes and says, oh yeah. And you know what, because you sold those stocks or you sold that house, we now owe another $25,000 and you're sitting there going, holy tamale, that wasn't what I thought would happen. No, no, no. We don't want that kind of experience in our office if we can help it at least. So make sure that you have, you know, some place or if you do your own taxes and you have access to the tax program, all you want to do is take last year's taxes, add the new scenario in, make any basic adjustments and find out how much you would owe in taxes. It gives you the, at least the basics. I mean, we know sometimes they change tax laws on us. Different things may happen, but all we can do is our best in preparing this information. So just want to make sure that, you know, when when you're doing and making these decisions or doing something simple, like, you know, I mean, right now I have a lot of people that are concerned with possibly, um, another tax law that may change. And there's a lot of talk about changing the inheritance tax as well as the capital gains rates tax. And if that were to come in effect, how that would affect. So that's why I have quite a few clients that are not doing the 1031s right now, because they feel that at this moment, 1031 the, the, the capital gains tax is actually lower now than what it might be 10 years from now when they decide to get out of the real estate business completely and or something like that. So it's something you have to think about. You need to have someone you can bounce those ideas because you never know what the best plan is or how you're going to do it. And you want to make sure you're doing the best that you can for you and the next generation that's going to follow behind you. Again, one way to lower your taxes, guys, the simplest way, especially with, I mean, it's always fun to say, okay, I have a client that's hitting the age of taking social security. And maybe they don't think about taking it because they're like, well, I'm still working full-time. Why would I take my social security? Now this only happens when you have individuals that maybe have stopped maximizing their retirement because they have enough in there with their age. But if you are at that age, um, I, I mean, I just heard another, my financial guys that does, does these things, but bottom line is they maximize the IRA or the 401k at work. And then they take out their social security. So in essence, your social security is being deferred into a retirement account that you will have for later, but you're actually getting the money. So it's not going to have a zero effect to your income. And it's a way for you to take your social security because one of the biggest concerns, the people that walk into my office in all honesty is when it comes down to is when should I take my social security? And I am not a financial planner people. I can tell you tax wise, what would be good, bad, or otherwise. But when it comes to actually doing it, that's something you need to talk to a licensed financial person on. But, you know, my personal opinion is my parents died fairly young. They died before they hit their 80th birthday. And for people that have that kind of situation, you might want to think social security early, leaving the 401k to the kids. That's a thought, but not again, caveat. I am not a financial planner and you need to consult with your financial person on that because I do taxes. Let's hit Ron really quick. Let's go to Ron. 
Yeah. Hey, Ron, uh, what's I, happening? I filed with, uh, you know, filed my taxes back in uh, May, uh, about the middle of May. And I used the IRS TurboTax thing. Mm-hmm. I got to looking for my refund to hit my bank, and it hadn't hit in the last two or three weeks. So the IRS doesn't have any record that they ever received anything on it. And I don't know how to contact TurboTax to, I mean, I can't find a phone number to call and find out what happened to my, you know. Did you make a copy my, of the online? Yes. Uh, so you have a copy of the return? Yes. So my my suggestion to that would be is, and isn't there anything on there that will give you the information as far as what numbers to call if there's any problem? No. That's oh. I can't find the telephone number anywhere. Let's see here. Talk. And I would rather call and talk to somebody rather than trying to email back and forth and you know, trying to explain the whole situation. Right. Well, here's a number you can start with. I believe um, this is the free filing line for Intuit, which is who owns them. It's 1-800-315-1481. 315-1481. Yep. 1-800-315-1481. Thank you very much. No problem, sweetheart. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. All righty. So we are getting down to the end of the line here. So let's just go through the basic information. If you would like to reach me, it's pretty simple to do. All you have to do is pick up the phone, call me at 615-367-0819. Again, 615-367-0819. Or you can email Friday at drfriday.com. Again, Friday at drfriday.com. Better yet, you can also check me out on the web because many of you guys may have absolutely no idea who I am. I go by Dr. Friday. My first name is actually Friday. Last name is Burke. I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation, which is what I do all the time, guys. So if you're looking for someone that's going to help you get out of tax problems, I'm going to shoot it straight. Not everyone applies. I know they have those things on the radio that says, oh, everyone can get 10 cents on the dollar. Doesn't always happen, but when it does, it can. And otherwise we can make deals that may still get you what you want and how you want it done. And the IRS is making deals right now, but you have to be able to first get in compliance. If you haven't filed taxes, at least for the last six years, sometimes we have to go back Further, if the IRS has already filed statutory returns for you, then we will have to correct those and get the right information out there. But once that's done and we get all that filed, we can find out, do you qualify? And we're going to tell you, before you go and put thousands and thousands of dollars into it, we're going to let you know what we think the IRS will or will not accept, because that's the important part of that conversation. You owe them $200,000 and you can, uh, and we say, well, we can get it down to fifty dollars or $60,000. You're sitting there going... That's not going to do me any good. I don't have access to $6,000. So then we have to look at other options, other possibilities. Um, And some of it is, you know, the government doesn't take an effect that if you've got your children in private school and things, that is not a tax deduction. So if you want to talk about that or you need help, easiest way, again, 615-367-0819. Call me on Monday morning, 615-367-0819. 
or email me friday at drfriday.com friday just like the day of the week at drfriday.com um, or go to www.drfriday.com you can email me through the website as well i hope you guys are having a awesome saturday enjoy the weather enjoy the way everything is and hopefully when we get back on next saturday if you've got some questions give me a call here in the studio otherwise talk you later